Hi everyone, I'm Lori Boxer, Weight No More Diet Center. Welcome back to Fat Chat. For years, you know, researchers and health experts have recommended drinking eight, uh, eight ounce glasses of water a day. You know, we've, we've all heard that uh, how eight, you know, we should all drink eight glasses of water a day. And I agree that that should be the minimum. I do not agree with those who say it's not necessary to drink at least that amount. Uh, you know, those who say, you know, there are other ways to get water into the body through, you know, so-called, quote-unquote, water equivalents, you know, which really are uh, any liquid substances uh, that aren't 100% water but provide water, you know, hydration to the body, such as uh, 100% fruit juices, coffees, teas, electrolyte drinks, you know, fruits and green leafy vegetables. Wrong, okay? They do do that, but water is water. A juice is a juice. A vegetable is a vegetable. Water in its natural state is water by no other name. It's water, okay? When I, when I meet clients uh, for the first time, if not, you know, most, not only have most clients have bad eating habits, which is obviously why they came to me in the first place, but they are also in the habit of never drinking water or hardly ever. Uh, they consider the sodas they drink, the bottled name brand iced teas they consume, the multiple coffees and teas that they have each day, and the fruits and veggies that they may eat as being enough. It is not. And I make sure they understand the important role uh, that water plays in the body and why not only is eight cups a day the minimum they need, but that for every 25 pounds that they must lose, I am going to add another eight ounce cup of water to their day. So for example, if somebody has to lose 50 pounds, they should be drinking 10 to 12 cups of water a day. And as I explained to them, let me, let me share with you why water is so important. Water has four, you know, bottom line functions in the body to regulate your body temperature, to protect your organs and your joints, to aid in digestion and transport nutrients, to remove waste. And that's why we're built with so much of it in the first place, folks. It's not a coincidence. Almost 60% of the human body is water. The brain and heart are each composed of 73% water. The lungs 83%, the skin, 64%, muscles and kidneys, each 79% water, bones, 31%, blood, 83%. That's a hell of a lot of water in those very vital parts of your body. That means that more than half of your body is comprised of water. So therefore, much less than half is comprised of everything else, your arms, legs, eyes, ears, nose, throat, mouth, lips, teeth, tongue, uh, you know, head, brain, muscles, tissues, all the rest, every, and on and on and on and on and on. All those many parts and functions of the body and many more requires water for proper function and good health. I want to stress this again. Even if you are completely stationary, like a statue, immobile, and the only movement at all was the blinking of your eyelids once, you know, every few seconds, all of those body parts and functions that I just mentioned are drinking from that 60% water that is in your body for their purposes. They need that water. So, and as I ask younger kids to do when I meet with them, and I'm trying to explain to them how important water is, let me ask you to do the same. I just please visualize, imagine, close your eyes, if you will, for a minute and try to see all the body parts that I just mentioned, all right, again, just some, you know, the tissues, cartilage, your pancreas, stomach, liver, lungs, bowels, you know, lymph nodes, nerves, blood, toenails, every single part of your body. I want you to imagine them 
as animals. Yes, I know. Tigers, lions, elephants, rhinos, giraffes, they're, they're all, all right? They're all around a watering hole. Like, like, like if you're watching a, a, a National Geographic television special and all of those animals are drinking out of the same desert watering hole, okay? And as they do, the watering hole becomes smaller and smaller, correct? Well, the long list of your body parts that I just recited are like those animals drawing on the same 60% pool of water in order to function at normal levels all throughout the day. Okay, so now let's talk about losing water. Most people only understand that they lose water through their sweat because obviously, you know, you can see yourself sweating, right? It's, you can actually see it and feel it. However, you also lose water through breathing, sleeping, talking, everyday simple activities such as getting in and out of your car, climbing up the stairs, walking your dog, you know, cleaning the house, and then, of course, through exercise. So through it all, the water level in your body's 60% pool or watering hole is getting lower and lower and lower. But the 40% of all the rest of you, all those body parts, still needs the right amount of water for their normal optimal function, right? So what happens when the water level in the pool goes down, but your body needs it to be at capacity? When the body is threatened by a lack of water, it's from that now much smaller pool of water that it starts to hold and store in what's called extracellular spaces that are just outside each of the millions of cells of your body. What does this mean exactly? Okay, you're going to recognize and understand this very clearly in a minute. So again, I want you to use visualization back to when you were a kid and you had a swimming tube around you. You know, you're in the pool and you had a swimming tube to keep you afloat. Now your swimming tube was filled with air and it was very puffy, right? And you're in the middle. Well, imagine your body as that cell and the swimming the puffy swimming tube around you is the extracellular space that's filled with water. When your body's cells start storing water in those extracellular spaces, that puffiness is what you know as bloating or water retention, and it shows up on your body as swollen feet, legs, and fingers. This is why, for example, after overnight sleeping of, say, you know, six, seven, or eight hours or more, uh, during which time, of course, you aren't drinking water and you're becoming dehydrated, your ring fingers will be puffy in the morning. And, of course, if you fall asleep with your watch on, no doubt your watch will be much tighter on your wrist as well. And let's not forget where your body is taking the water from in order to store it, from your brain, blood, muscles, and bones. When your brain doesn't have proper fluid, you get fatigued, you have trouble focusing or concentrating, and can, be, and can become dizzy. When your blood doesn't have proper water, it becomes thick, and your heart has to work harder to pump, and that affects your blood pressure. When your muscles and bones don't have proper water, you can get terrible cramping. Lastly, since water is a major component in the efficient waste removal from your body, when your colon becomes dry, what happens? Right. You become constipated. So what does all this have to do with weight loss? Well, even mild dehydration slows your metabolism. With a slower metabolism, you gain weight or more water faster. 
Water weighs a lot, folks. You know, I have I always walk around with the very large Poland Spring bottles, the 50.7 fluid ounces. That large bottle, and, and again, I have these on my desk, in my car, is the equivalent of six and a half cups of water. And on the scale, it weighs three and a half pounds. So if you're not peeing it out, it shows up on the scale. Now, in order to prevent yourself from becoming bloated, you need to drink water all day. The weight of the water you drink will prevent the cells of your body from storing it. It will push excess water out. Urination is your body's way of telling you, thanks, you know, I have enough water and I'm releasing the rest, which is a good thing. That has to happen all day long. Now, I know it might be, you know, it might be uh, convenient for you not to have to urinate throughout the day, but it is not healthy. So what are some of the takeaways of what I've just spoken about? Uh, first, the body does need a minimum of eight glasses of water a day to assist just with normal, healthy body functions. Number two, your first pangs of hunger are actually thirst. Number three, your first pangs of thirst are your body letting you know it's dehydrated. Number four, lack of water is the number one trigger of daytime fatigue. Five, for every 25 pounds overweight you are, add another glass of water. And six, for those of you who you know work out or exercise, the water you should be drinking, and hopefully are, in the gym or during after the exercise class does not count towards the eight a day. Consider that water as replacement for the fluid that you've lost in the gym or while exercising. You know, imagine, again, use visualization here. Imagine that your body is that you know, that big blue water canister, you know, on top of the office uh, or kitchen water cooler. That's you, that big blue, blue bottle. You want to keep that canister as close to full all day long. As you lower it through daily routine and exercise, you need to keep refilling it, okay? Uh, finally, I, I want to just say two more things as relates to water, and one is to answer a question I'm often asked by clients, uh, and one is really as a public service announcement, uh, which I explain to every single client, especially in the summer. The first is the question, is it possible to drink too much water? Answer, almost never. 99.99% never. Our kidneys are equipped to efficiently process 15 liters of water a day, which is an equivalent to drinking about 60 glasses of water, okay? Now, there is, however, a very rare condition called uh, psychogenic polydipsia uh, that does cause one to drink an unhealthy amount of water. Um, abnormal thirst that, uh, you know, these people uh, have uh, with this illness is, is, is based on a psychological disorder uh, rather than dehydration, okay? And the public service announcement is, is the following. Uh, here, where I live, here in the East Coast, in New Jersey, it's, you know, it's almost summer, and, um, and millions of people uh, will be heading to the beaches and the pools. Uh, way too many people don't drink any or enough water um, at the beach, at the pool. Uh, you know, they, they're drinking, you know, sodas, six packs of beer. Uh, th these are way too commonplace, as is people falling asleep on beach chairs, on beach towels. Why is this a problem? It's a problem because heat stroke, which is when the body can no longer sweat to cool itself, while the body temperature is rising. That's the technical name for uh, diagnosis of heat stroke. Uh, heat stroke results from prolonged exposure to high temperatures, usually in combination with dehydration, which leads to failure of the body's temperature control system. 
the medical definition of heat stroke is a core body temperature greater than 105 degrees. It sounds high, right? But do you know how easy it is for that to happen? When summer temperatures are in the high 90s and low 100s? Very easy. Now, fainting may be the first sign of heat stroke. If you're stand now, if you're standing up when you happen to faint and fall, well, obviously, you know, people are people are going to see that. They're going to come to your assistance rather quickly. But if you're already asleep, you're asleep on your chair, you're asleep on your beach towel, and you were dehydrated before that because you were had no water, you're drinking all kinds of other stuff or not drinking anything at all, and you become more dehydrated while sleeping, and your body temp temperature becomes too high, and you faint or suffer heat stroke while you're asleep, who's going to notice? People won't realize how long you've been asleep until you're already in trouble, folks, okay? Some of the signs are uncontrolled muscle contractions and muscle breakdown leading to uh, the release of toxins in the blood, which, which may cause cardiac arrhythmia and death. And believe it, people do die every year. Plus, if you initially fell asleep and you were exposed to the sun, you know, instead you weren't under an umbrella, for example, uh, you will also suffer the consequences of a really, really terrible, excruciating, uh, painful sunburn. So please, folks, make sure your drink of choice at the beach or the pool is water, lots of it. If you decide to take a nap, ask someone to poke you in an hour to wake you and then drink water. And do the same for whoever you're with on those occasions, especially uh, younger kids and older adults. And although I know it, it might seem weird uh, or make you feel a little funny, you know, if you happen to see someone lying still in the sun, especially if they're alone, for hours, you know, without moving, bring it to a lifeguard's attention and have them wake that person or do it yourself. Okay. You know, they'll be, you'll feel a little funny perhaps at first, but they'll be very grateful for your concern as I know you would be if someone did that for you. And that, my friends, is my fat chat for today. If you have any questions or comments about this week's podcast, you can email me at info at fatchatpodcast.com. Uh, you can also send a message to us via Twitter at either Wait No More DC or at Listen to Fat Chat. If you'd like to keep up with all the good stuff we do and the info we provide, uh, please visit us uh, on our website at WaitNoMoreDietCenter.com and you can sign up for our free monthly electronic newsletter and or to receive our weekly podcasts via email. Until next week, I'm Laurie Boxer, Wait No More Diet Center, and remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. Mm -hmm.